This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Transform and roll out. I'm back. I can see that. The scariest of them all. What the hell is going on here? You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. You're a lunatic and I like it. Talk to me. But I'm not a girl. I'm a shark. You are listening to Geeks Out on Joy. Let's fly. Now, Dracula Voyage of the Demeter is the upcoming film from director Andre Ovredal, hitting our screens Thursday, August 10th. The film expands upon the chapter from Bram Stoker's novel, in which a doomed crew transports Dracula's body from Romania to England. I had a chance to speak with Andre late last week. Andre, thank you so much for joining us on Geeks Out. Very nice to be on. Thank you. So you've got a few monsters under your directorial belt already before Last Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, when did your love affair with monsters and the supernatural begin? Um, definitely very, very young. I mean, I was, uh, I loved all these scary horror movies uh, when I was in my teens, actually in many ways, way before I was supposed to see them. Um, like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Exorcist, um, uh, Poltergeist, The Omen, all these classics, what, what has become classics now, obviously, uh, that I, uh, poured over when I was just, uh, um, yeah, when I was, yeah, way too young to see. <laughs> I mean, a few, uh, a few folks are like that. Yeah. They find these sorts of things when they're, I know very small children and very small children shouldn't be watching these things. <laughs> no, it's true. But uh, I guess I've survived. I mean, I I don't know how damaging these things really are. I mean, it depends on you, I guess, of course. Yeah. Person to person. I don't know. Um, some folks will get into it and then find horror is not that scary as they go on over time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Horror is a, you know, it is a very diverse genre and, you know, some is bloody, others are more ominous. Uh, where do you think that your work sits on that spectrum? I mean, I'm try- definitely trying to make it ominous. I'm, I'm definitely, I love dread. I love the tension that as a filmmaker that I can create with the right focus um so i do i do lean on the spectrum of trying to build suspense and trying to build anticipation and i love the language of cinema whether it's with sound or edits or pacing or uh, lighting or you know the whole nine yards hmm. i just love playing with the whole um all the elements to be able to um to be able to manipulate the audience, actually, I guess. Mm. I, I think that's just great fun. It's just, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, uh, you know, 2016, we had The Autopsy of Jane Doe. It was your first English language film. Before that, you had Troll Hunter, which I just, I tracked down and I watched that and absolutely loved it. Mm. Is there a um, different sensibility in producing film for a, a wider English-speaking audience? 
No, not really. I, I don't really see much of a difference. Uh, I mean, Trollhunter was always, even though it's very local, it's very Norwegian, the mythology is very Norwegian. The language and the, the references and everything that, when making it were always very international. They were always very, you know, uh, the idea was always, the hope was always for it to try to break out into an international uh, world while retaining what was very uniquely Norwegian because mm. it was a Norwegian investment. It was, you know, everybody who was on the movie were Norwegian at the time and we were mm. making it for an audience that understood all the jokes I- inherently because it's all part of our culture. But then it was true. It did break out and it did become a more international movie. And I don't see any big difference between doing that or scary stories to tell in the dark or, or mm. Jane Doe. I mean, I definitely had a lot of fun with um, Troll Hunter. Trolls are not a monster. Um, I know in Australia, we don't traditionally think about. I don't think they would survive very well in such a sunshine-covered land. But uh, <laughs> I don't, still a very fun film. But um, moving back to Dracula, Voyage of the Demeter, um, you've described in past interviews dracula in this being like alien but set on a boat i mean dracula traditionally has been more widely depicted as a romantic and seductive figure but there's none of that here i know what can you tell us about the monster i mean it was the idea what i loved about delving into this version of dracula was the fact that i consider him a very old man I consider him a frail and fragile uh, creature that has put himself in a in a in a very hard spot, <laughs> literally, because he's uh, he's not in control. He's not in the usual pos- position that he's been in. You know, where where he can choo- pick and choose who he need, who he wants to uh, extract blood from every day or every time he needs it. And I felt that situation was really intriguing. Um, I tried to focus on that as a, and as a, as a major part of how to build his character in the movie. And, um, and then, of course, as he gains strength, as he does start to attack the crew, when he loses his uh, blood supply that he's brought on board uh, to survive this journey. It becomes, uh, you know, it becomes, he becomes powerful and it becomes a really, uh, horrific, um, you know, um, a really horrific, uh, manhunt in the mm. end on the ship. And I thought that was a, a wonderful way into a Dracula story. And yeah. also, you know, it's based on obviously one chapter in the book and it's all there, both in the, in the book and in the screenplay, it's all there to for me to just massage into place as a director. Mm. But uh, you, my, yeah, 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 he is a very feral creature, and I know watching the film, I got the sense that he was just as much trapped on the Demeter as the crew were with him. Yeah, it's true, and I that's kind of what I found intriguing about it that he's not just in control of this environment. He's not in control of his situation. So in the beginning, he's really weak. You know, when we, when they find Anna, 
he loses everything and he actually he's near death by the time he actually f- gets the first crew member mm. and i just love that part of the story uh, which is obviously not in the book because that's not the way it's been described but this is also the story of what happens in between the descriptions in the book mm. um yeah I mean, the script here, you know, is based on that chapter. It's expounded upon by, uh, Bragi F. Schutt and Zach Olkowitz. And I'm, I'm sorry if I've butchered those names. I hope I've got no, them right. Uh, you know, both of them have some other horror work under their belt. Uh, did you, how closely did you work with the, the writers on this project as you were producing? No, I mean, the uh, the script has been around for uh, quite a few years, and Bragi wrote an, an amazing uh, screenplay that is still, you know, even though Zach did a big rewrite on it, it's still the same story. It's still the same characters. It's the same journey. Uh, most of the set pieces are very similar, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, somewhat similar at least. It's still basically the same thing. And But Zach and I uh, worked on it for months, and uh, where Zach did some amazing touch-ups and rewrites, and we added, we changed the story of both Clemens and Anna uh, from the original draft, and we changed uh, certain other aspects to Toby's character, and um, that we, you know, he and Zach and I were, you know, we discuss stuff and come up with something, and he comes up with stuff. And he goes away and he writes suggestions for how this could work. And uh, we discuss that again. And we discuss it with Brad Fisher and Mike Medavoy and the studio. So it's all a very fluid process for months. Um, I mean, does it ever feel foreboding when you've got this script that, you know, you love? uh, You're having to bring in your own approach to building on the dread of that. Like, you know, how did you work, particularly from this script? No, I mean, I, I, um, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not quite sure if I understood the question, but <laughs> uh, uh, how do you build, like, you know, what I, I'm guessing I'm asking is, uh, what did you, um, you know, taking this great script, what did you build on top of that? And I don't know, was there any approach to, I know, making it more ominous and dreadful? Yeah, it's always a process to 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 try to achieve as much dread basically as possible. But it was already always there. It was more about um streamlining certain character aspects and uh making sure it was sometimes it would be little production things that we needed to change or finding the scale of certain scenes or the you know uh maneuver the length of the screenplay. Yeah. It's uh, little things like that, but yeah, it's. I mean, there's also doing character stuff actually when it comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know talking of characters, you know, you do have Dracula, the monster, obviously, you know, which is an unspoken part in this film, you know, which makes him more ominous, but you also have uh, Corey Hawkins as Clemens, who is the heart of this story. I mean, you have spoken before about the importance of his character, but, you know, I do think it bears repeating, like, what is it about Clemens that makes him a standout figure, not just in this film, but in general? I mean, I love this idea that we dug up, that um, 
was true that uh, just a very uh, few, uh, I don't know, maybe even just a, a handful um, of black men were able to go through university studies in uh, Cambridge or Oxford or places like that at the time. It was, you know, super rare. And he built his character on a character he found or a real life person he found um, or he read about. And we did the same to the character in the script. Um, and uh, that was a fascinating story. But we obviously devised our own that, you know, he wasn't given the opportunities as probably was unfortunately uh, true back then that he wasn't given the opportunities that his that his studies had given him um, and he just had to leave the country and he found himself in Romania uh, trying to get work there and then at a certain point he just wanted to get back home uh, when he ended up on the ship and I found that journey to be truthful in some way uh, of being an outsider or being um, I don't know struggling with these issues that are seemingly unfortunately timeless yeah and Corey uh, Hawkins has brought a lot of um, genuine energy to it as well um, I absolutely fell in love with uh, the character watching him on screen yeah, I I always love I love personally this whole you know science versus superstition and to see him on the ship being a man of science being having a grounded take on things and also having uh, things that he's uh, concerned with in life and that all that. Um, up against a crew on a ship that were, you know, marinated in superstitious ideas of how the world works, because that's the way it was at the time, uh, whether it's towards women or it's towards supernatural elements that is basically nature. Yeah. Um, or whatever it was, or, and then suddenly they're faced with basically the devil on board the ship. I found that balance and that, uh, those lines of conflict to be very interesting. Absolutely. Uh, I do think that's all the time we have for, um, unfortunately. I am really looking forward to uh, Dracula Voyage of the Demeter. It's coming out very, very soon. I'm sure you're psyched for it as well, even though you already know what's going on. <laughs> no, but great talking with you. Yeah. That was my interview with Andre Ovredal. Uh, if you are interested in seeing Dracula Voyage of the Demeter, it hits our screens this Thursday, August 10th. Now- Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.